Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. I just realized that my voice was kind of upbeat there. It probably shouldn't be. We had an absolutely abysmal week nine. It was probably the most fraudulent, nonsensical week of NFL football I've seen in a very long time. Certainly the worst week I've had as a better, um, as an NFL better. I mean, I've been doing this for, for three years now since I turned 21. Um, and this is the most horrific week I have ever seen. I'm going to go ahead and, and lead the recap for you, but I'm going to introduce Jeremy and ask him, how did this week go for you? Cause I know, I know that you want some money back. I know that you, you know, you kind of managed to, um, save your losses a little bit. And I did too, but man, this was bad. Yeah, no, this was uh, definitely a tough week. Easily the worst week of the season, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I barely scraped and clawed my way to, I think I was positive, maybe like, I don't even know, like 2% of my bets um, total amount, but only because of live bets on the Falcons. Shout out Matt Ryan. Um, live bets on the Ravens, Kirk Cousins, fraud. We love that. Yep. And then Najee scoring first yesterday. Other than that, there's not many positives to go around for the week. It was horrible. Um, it was demoralizing, to say the least. Um, but, you know, we move on. We move on. Yeah, and I mean, it's weeks like this. That I'm just going to say this one time. We watched the Bears Steelers last night. Sometimes it's really hard, as somebody that watches every NFL game every week, to not believe that these games are in some way influenced by an outside perspective or force. Um, I felt truly this week that Vegas has taken a slaughtering this year. And with more people betting than ever, I think that they're probably not so happy with their results. Um, and because of that, I think, you know, every once in a while, there's one of those get right weeks for Vegas, right? Where they have to win the money back. Uh, and, and that's what this week felt like to me. I mean, I, I don't want to say that it's rigged, but some of these results and some of the things that I saw in these games, especially the officiating, holy fuck, it's hard to say. Um, it's hard to say definitively that maybe there's not a hand in the pot, um, just just sometimes. So I'm just going to put that out there. I know that there's a lot of people that feel that very same way. I want you to know that your favorite <clears throat> your favorite sports podcast is recognizing it, understanding it, and hearing you. Um, so we'll go ahead and get into week nine here. Uh, we had the Jets taking on the Colts. The Colts fended off a backdoor cover from the New York Jets, who, despite losing Mike White early on, um, had a decent offensive game. I think the Jets' offense is coming to life. Their defense is um, absolutely piss poor, of course. Uh, like I said, they they defended the backdoor. The, the Colts, they managed to go ahead and win this one. Uh, behind an absolutely unbelievable game from Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he had like 200 yards. I think he had actually 200 all-purpose yards, uh, 172 rushing yards with two touchdowns. The man had 50 fantasy points for me. He is an absolute demon in every sense of the word. I love him. Uh, I'm so glad that I traded for him. I got rid of Mahomes for him. Uh, him and, and uh, James Conner, believe it or not, who also had a good week, but we'll get to him later. Colts looked good. Um, they're the only team that Jeremy and I can seem to get a read on every single week. We were talking about that uh, a little bit before we got into this one. And that was an entertaining game. I think highest scoring of the week. No, maybe not. Uh, that was Browns Bengals, but 
uh, fantastic game. Really fun to watch. Uh, you take anything away from that or pretty simple for you? Uh, yeah, pretty simple. Uh, it sucks for Mike White. That kind of, you know, hurts for him. I thought he was going to be a good quarterback. Probably not on the Jets. Um, they would get rid of him just because they have Zach Wilson. But there is rumors that he may have towards UCL. I don't know what came out of that, but that would suck for him. Um, that Colts fending off that backdoor cover, that last-second interception. Oh, my gosh. I have never been more excited on a Thursday. And it was funny, though, actually, uh, Joe Buck uh, called out Troy Aikman for <laughs> betting on uh, that game. I don't know if anyone caught that little clip on Twitter, but that was funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he had the Colts or the Jets, but hopefully for his sake, he had the Colts. Yeah, I hope so. And I think Troy's a pretty smart guy. I would imagine that he had the Colts, but who knows. Um, okay, moving on. We had Raiders-Giants, one of the 1 p.m. games, an absolute fucking disaster. Raiders came out flat. They fall to 5-3. and three. The New York Giants rise to 3-6. and six which actually I think is probably ahead of where I would have had them at the beginning of the season. Derek Carr threw two interceptions in this one. Josh Jacobs did okay on the ground. But um, the the Giants somehow magically managed to come through and win this one. Daniel Jones only threw for 110 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they're the rushing uh, committee with Devontae Booker, Elijah Penny. Uh, they were the ones that really stood out in this one. And I just think this was a really like sloppy slaughter fest game where Giants were kicking field goals, Raiders couldn't get it going in the air. It was just a mess. Um, and I think that some of the Henry Ruggs and um, what was the other guy? Damon Arnett, I think his name is. Uh, all that drama was definitely weighing on the Raiders. Plus, we have to consider that they just lost their head coach. Uh, and the public money was on the fucking Raiders. So we should have known that this was going to happen. I don't have really anything else to say about this game other than it was a really disappointing performance from the Raiders, and I should have expected it, but I certainly did not. What, what about you? You think anything here or not really? All I have to say is it was never the Raiders. No, it wasn't. Not for a second. We thought it was, um, and I should have been more cognizant of the public money because fading the public has proved to be a very effective strategy for me this year. Um, so we'll move on to Falcons. Saints, one that we knew would happen. I had a feeling about the Falcons all week long. Didn't take them on the podcast. I took a Kyle Pitts touchdown instead. Um, but I did think that the Falcons would be the ones to come out on top here. They were. They won 27-25. to Matt Ryan led his team down the field at the end of the game to secure the win. And he looked fantastic. 343 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Cordero Patterson, absolute stud out of nowhere again. Rushed for 126 yards. Or that was receiving yards for him, I think. Um, he received... 126 yards. Russell Gage, Pitts, and then Zacchaeus had two touchdowns. Um, so Gage and Pitts were kind of the decoys in this game. Um, but the the Falcons looked really good, and I think that the Saints are definitely pretenders. They have to be the worst 5-3 and three team that I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Um, their defense is solid, but offensively they're super, super suspect. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do, do you agree, or do you think the Saints are better than I'm giving them credit for? No, I don't think the Saints are good. I've been pretty low on them all year. Um, they haven't really done much to impress me. Um, after week one, they won week one, and then they got smoked by the Panthers, who have now been proven to be horrible. So, yeah, I'm not very impressed with the Saints, and I'm definitely not impressed with Trevor Simeon, that's for sure. Yeah, I just don't think that he's going to be a long-term solution for them. I know that we're going to be missing Jameis all season long here, um, and him splitting uh, snaps with Taysom Hill I just don't think is a recipe for success. Uh, Taysom Hill only had two two attempts in this game. He only had two under center, uh, where Simeon had 41. And it just, I don't know. He didn't throw any any interceptions or anything, but 
He's not going to have that same explosive ability that a guy like Jameis has, or even a guy like Taysom has. Um, you know, we're used to seeing magic from those guys, and Simeon's not going to have that. So I think the Saints are, are on their way down, uh, whether people want to admit it or not. Bills Jags. Bills lost to the Jags nine to six. This game fucking sucked. Josh Allen played awful. He fumbled. He had two interceptions. He got sacked uh, by. Josh Allen, funnily enough. Um, and and really, like, the Jags didn't play that good. It was just field goals in this game, and it was such a disgusting mess. I don't even want to talk about it. Bills are frauds. They're not there yet. Uh, I was high on them last year, not so high on them this year. I'm never confident in them, and, man, they look shitty this week. Um, Browns-Bengals is next. This was a crazy-ass game. Jeremy took the over. He was correct. 41 points for the Cleveland Browns, 16 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow had a very poor game. Two interceptions. This guy's throwing a ton of interceptions. He's not getting protect, protected. Um, and they, really, the, the, the Bengals just couldn't get it done on offense. They turned the ball over. They looked shitty when they did have the ball. Three and outs all over the place. Um, and Baker and the rushing brigade of, of Chubb and Dearness Johnson just came out and absolutely stunted all over the Bengals. Um, a really, really good result for the Browns. They rise to 5-4, and four, and the Bengals fall to 5-4. and four. I just can't believe what I saw in this game. What did you think? Yeah, I think the Bengals are another team that's just like not quite there yet. They have the pieces. They have the weapons. They're just a little young. Um, I mean, the Browns were a little more experienced, uh, and they kind of just, you know, got some turnovers, got some short, easy touchdowns, didn't really do too much to win the game. It was more so I felt like the Bengals lost the game. But, I mean, Bengals have a bright future. I just don't think it's there quite yet. Yeah, and I think it's the offensive line for the most part. Um, I heard somebody say that you don't buy a Ferrari and put it in, like, a shitty garage. Um, and I think that's kind of – I don't know if, if Joe Burrow's a Ferrari yet, um, but he's very talented and he's young and he's going to be expensive when they manage to sign that contract. So I understand why, why people say that. And I think that they do have to improve that offensive line. Otherwise he's going to be in a world of hurt and his career is going to be shortened. Um, so we'll have to see how all that pans out, but those are my insights. Pats Panthers, Pats win 24 to six. Not much to say about that game. Panthers came out flat. They fall to four and five, which to be honest with you, I think, their record should probably be worse than that. That's a pretty good record for Carolina, and I didn't have high hopes for them this season. Um, but they are going to continue to to have a, a losing record, I think, because Darnold is just not the guy. Three INTs. He's back to seeing ghosts everywhere he goes. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about your Panthers or if you agree that it was just a really piss-poor game. Yeah, they're horrible. Um, I'm done with the Panthers for the year. Um, Sam Darnold needs to go. We need to get Deshaun Watson in the offseason if we want to have any hopes moving forward. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, I think Deshaun is probably the answer, and even that, who knows how he's going to perform when he comes back. I think it might take some time, but I think that you're right. I think that's probably the move. Uh, Broncos, Cowboys, fuck the Cowboys. Broncos win 30-16. to 16. Um, I just can't believe it. I mean, I absolutely cannot believe that the Denver Broncos go into AT&T Stadium with Teddy Bridgewater under center and slaughter the Cowboys. Cowboys put up 16 points in the fourth quarter. Those other three quarters, zero. Um, Broncos came out hot. Javante Williams had a fantastic game on the ground with 111 rushing yards. Tim Patrick, who was benched or 
not on fantasy teams in pretty much every league that I'm in, had 85 yards and a touchdown. He looked good. Judy looked good. Uh, I just think that overall, this was more of the Cowboys defense playing like shit and the Cowboys offense having three and outs constantly. Uh, Dak looked terrible to start the game. He picked it up a little bit in, you know, from the second to the fourth quarter. But overall, I think he looked really bad. Zeke kind of got injured here. Tony Pollard didn't see a lot of snaps. I just think this game was a mess. They couldn't get it going on offense. And this is why I worry about the Cowboys or really any of the teams coming out of the NFC East. You know, it'll just be the Cowboys probably. But I worry about them when it comes to playoff time because, this is the sort of fraudulence that if, if this happens to you on a Sunday, you know, in the playoffs, like, you're fucked. You're not going to get another chance. And if you come out and, and let the, a team like the Broncos, and trust me, in the playoffs, it's going to be teams better than the Broncos. They come out and dominate you in the first half, man, you got to be ready to battle back. And they were not ready to battle back. They looked fucking terrible. And this is very concerning for the Cowboys. Would you agree or do you think this was just an off game? Uh, yeah, I'm, I was never too sure of the Cowboys. I mean, a couple of the power rankings this year have had them like top three, five team in the league. I just don't think that they're that good. I'm not a hundred percent sure Dak was fully healthy either, even though he claimed he was fine last week as well. He still seemed a little off. Yeah. I'm just not fully sold on the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs is really boomer bust, which kind of helps them and hurts them in some facets of the game. Um, I mean, the Bronx, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater hasn't looked that good in years. He averaged 8.9 yards an attempt or something, which is unheard of for him. He's normally like a three to five yards an attempt kind of guy. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just not fully sold on the Cowboys either. I mean, really the NFC East in general is just bad in my opinion, but I mean, Cowboys are not the team that people think they are, in my opinion. No, I absolutely agree. This is what I needed to see. I'm off the Cowboys trade, and I think I need to see a couple more good weeks where they beat good teams before I get back on. Vikings-Ravens headed with the Ravens on top. 34-31 to was the final score. Ravens rise to 6-2, and which I can't believe because I don't think they're that good. Minnesota Vikings fall to 3-5. and Another very close game for the Vikings in which Kirk Cousins, Mr. Primetime, just kidding, can't get it done. And, of course, I mean, we knew that Kirk was going to fail here. Uh, we here on this podcast know who Kirk Cousins is. A lot of sports television and sports podcasts do not know who Kirk Cousins is somehow. Um, but he is an absolute fraud. Uh, they couldn't get it done here despite having a relatively good game on the offensive side of the ball. The Ravens come out on top. Lamar, kind of a nightmare game for him. Two interceptions. He did rush for 120 yards and throw for 266. So, of course... Uh, an absolute athlete, very impressive. Uh, but Justin Tucker came in and made sure that they won this game in overtime. I don't necessarily know if I even have a takeaway from this game. I think the Ravens probably should have won by more than this. They had to come back at the end. Uh, they did have a fantastic, huge fourth quarter in which they scored 14 points, but they looked flat in the first half. And this is another team that I'm kind of worried about when it comes to playoffs. Um, of course, they're in the AFC, and that's a tough division that they're in. Uh, the Vikings just kind of let them walk away with this one. And, you know, moving forward, they're probably not going to get the chance to come back like they did in this game. So uh, what do you think? Yeah, my takeaway is pretty similar to yours when it comes to the Ravens. All year they've been losing games in the first half and then coming back and winning. But when it comes down to crunch time in the playoffs when they're playing, you know, the top-tier teams, I just don't think that that's going to get the job done. If they're going to win, they got to get out early and run the ball like they have been for the last couple of years. But if they keep playing from behind like this, I think they're going to have some trouble once playoffs roll around. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, it was just an absolute disaster, that game, and I think the the Ravens are really going to have to continue to deal with disasters as we move forward. So, going to be weird. Uh, Texans 9, Dolphins 17. This game sucked. Tyrod looked terrible. Three interceptions, 240 yards. Uh, Jacoby Brissett looked terrible, too. Two interceptions. This is just terrible quarterback after terrible quarterback. There was pretty much no offense to talk about in this game and also no defense. I think both of these teams are just so bad. Dolphins are 2-7 and seven and the Texans are 1-8. and eight. I'm literally not even going to ask you what you think because I know that you agree that it was dog shit. Uh, Chargers 27, Eagles 24. The Bolts come to the link and defeat the mighty Philadelphia Eagles who fall to 3-6. and six. The Chargers rise to 5-3. and three. Man, I got worries about the Chargers, I'll tell you that. Justin Herbert, 3 for 356 yards, 2 touchdowns, no interceptions this week. Good for Herbert because, boy, he's been having a tough time. Hertz looked okay in this one. Uh, Jordan Howard rushed for 71. Uh, Hertz himself rushed for 62, and Boston Scott ran for 40. So, no more Sanders. Uh, he's injured. And this two-headed running back committee, I think, is actually better. The Eagles looked pretty decent this week, um, but really it was just because the Chargers can't stop the run for the fucking life of them still. Um, and I think that it's concerning that you're only coming to the link and winning by three. I think that the Chargers are a far more talented team than the Eagles. They have a much better coach, a coach with balls um, and a brain, not just balls, because Sirianni is bold, but not good. Uh, I'm still worried about the Chargers, to be honest with you. I think I need to see more from them in the next coming weeks. Convincing wins, not a three-point win against the Eagles, who are like near the bottom of the NFC East. Um, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Chargers did just enough to win the game. I do think they deserve to win the game. They did play uh, a little better than the Eagles. Um, but, I mean, they're, they just haven't looked the way they looked the first couple weeks ever since they took those two uh, those two heavy losses there and then had the bye. They just haven't really been looking the same. They do have the weapons to, you know, turn it around, especially with all the other teams um, in their division struggling for sure. Um, but nothing too great for me to say from the Chargers. I do like the Eagles' new, uh, like, run identity. Um, I think that's going to help them moving forward. I don't know why they refused to run the ball when they had their number one running back, but I think if they can, you know, start running the ball a little better like they have been, uh, they can definitely chalk up some more wins here moving forward. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay. Um, let's see what we have next. Oh, Packers Chiefs. Oh, boy, this was just a slog. Um. Chiefs win 13-7 against the Jordan Love-led Green Bay Packers. The Packers fall to 7-2, Chiefs to 5-4. Packers are a much better football team than the Kansas City Chiefs. If Aaron Rodgers was in this game, I truly think that the Packers would have been up 40-0 at halftime. I mean, this was an absolute disaster from the Chiefs. They looked terrible. Mahomes, again, looking awful. 20-37 for 37, uh, on completion attempts, 166 yards and a touchdown. Darrell Williams looked okay in this game. The run was really had no choice but to be established early on because they're missing so many um, of that, so much of that magic that they used to have on offense. Um, and I just think that really it was Love that lost the Packers this game. He's not ready for the offense. I thought the first five, six plays, maybe he did know the offense, but I don't think he does. He was underthrowing, overthrowing, missing. Um, and just really not knowing where his receivers were on their routes at the time that he released the ball. I could tell Devontae Adams was extremely frustrated. It's very rare that you see him catch six balls for 42 yards. I mean, we just don't see that from Devontae unless he's getting locked up by a star corner, uh, and that wasn't happening in this game. 
I mean, the Chiefs are just terrible. And to be honest, I didn't take anything away about the Packers. I think that Rodgers will be back and they'll be totally fine. Of course, there is that drama about the COVID shit that I just don't care about. Um, but the Chiefs uh, continue to show that they are not ready. And now we have them at 5-4, and four, which they shouldn't be. Their record should be much worse than that. So what do you think? I mean, are, like, where are you at on the Chiefs? I know I we ask, we talk about this every week, but where are you at? Because I'm still doubting. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the same spot I was last week. I thought, you know, no Aaron Rodgers. This might be a game where they can come out, put up some points because they'll have the ball a lot. And they did have the ball a lot, but they just didn't put up the points. I mean, the first, like, two drives of the game, I thought, you know, maybe the Chiefs are back. They got that early touchdown to Travis Kelsey, but then, they, you know, they fell flat on their face like they have been the last couple weeks. I'm not very sold on the Chiefs. They make me nervous moving into the playoffs, that's for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. It's going to be a really, really interesting time to, to be a – Chiefs watcher, I love watching them, um, and I like actually have been enjoying watching them fail, but watching them succeed is really something special too. So, Cardinals thirty-one, San Francisco forty-nineers seventeen. My Arizona Cardinals, which to be honest, they've just become my team because this is another team I can get a read on. Um, defeat the San Francisco forty-niners at Levi Stadium. I mean, what an absolutely fantastic performance from Colt McCoy! What a stud! Two hundred fifty yards and a touchdown for Colt. 22 out of 26 completion attempts. James Conner rushed for two touchdowns, 96 yards, and caught one and ran that one in. James Conner had about 170 yards, which you don't see from James Conner. Um, and really, the, the Cardinals' offense was just fucking stunning in this game. No Hopkins, no Murray, and their backup brigade came out and, and showed out against the Niners, who are just suffering. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game in the air, 326 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, um, but they couldn't get anything going on the ground. Kittle really had a fantastic game, too, 101 yards for him, 90 for Ayuk. Uh, their defense was just shit. Uh, I think that they probably could have gotten away with scoring you know, 20 points, roughly, um, if their defense played a little better. And I just think that the Niners are super talented, and they're not playing up to to the same standard that they should be held to. And people aren't holding them to the standard is the other problem. Uh, every week I see people betting on the Niners. Why? They're not they haven't shown me anything that makes me want to bet on them. And Jimmy G's not even a game manager. I don't even know what he is. Uh so so what did you think about this one? I was confident in the cards, but they really had no business going away to San Francisco and winning that game. Yeah, no, I thought it was going to be close, but I did think the Niners were going to pull the game out just because the Cardinals were missing their two best players um, out on the field. The Niners are just bad, man. It, I mean, they're bad. They This has been a big fall from grace from their uh, Super Bowl appearance against the Chiefs a couple of years ago. I don't know what's going on over there in San Fran, but they are bad, and I will not be betting on them at any time in the near future, I don't think. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they they got to be on everybody's shit list by now. Um, okay. We'll move on to Titans-Rams. Titans win 28-16 to at SoFi Stadium. Wow, Titans rise to 7-2. and Rams fall to 7-2. and I can't believe this. Ryan Tannehill, not really a fantastic game for him, but the Titans' defense was all over Matt Stafford, who had a nightmare. Two interceptions for him. You don't ever hardly see that. Robert Woods was the leading receiver in this game with 98 yards. Cup caught 95, um, and they just couldn't get it going, the Rams. I mean, those early turnovers you don't see from the Rams, and that was the difference in this game. One of them was a pick six. 
Um, and, and, you know, the other interception just gave the Titans a fantastic um, spot on the field. So really shitty for the Rams. I just think it's probably an anomaly, a, a tough week for them. But the Titans looked looked really good. Um, it was like a running back committee. We had Deontay Foreman. We had Jeremy McNichols. We had AP. Uh, so that's four guys right there. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was interesting, or three guys to watch. But I think the Titans aren't really going to miss a beat missing Henry. Um, if they can split the ball up and change the way they run the ball just, just slightly, I think that the Titans could be in good shape, and I think that they're certainly a, a contender this year. What do you think? Yeah? No? Yeah, the Titans have been playing way better than I've been giving them credit for all year. I've never been huge on them uh, this season. I mean, just because they're strictly, it seemed like a Derrick Henry fest, but I mean, clearly they survived without him this week. Um, I mean, I'm still high on the Rams. One of the few teams this week that did play bad that I'm still high on. I mean, I've been high on them all year. They just have so much talent on both sides of the ball that once it comes down to playoff time, I mean, they're going to be able to get it done. They they got the weapons on both sides. But yeah, the Titans, I mean, good for them, man. They're better than I thought they were going to be. They're winning a lot of games. I mean, they look good. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Bears Steelers last night, a ref hip checked um, an LB and the Bears lost on penalties. I mean, that's that's really what they lost on, right? That's how I felt. Um, Steelers didn't look very good. Like we said, Najee Harris' first touchdown was a lock, but uh, overall, I just think that they looked kind of mediocre they are just kind of mediocre uh if you don't get a new quarterback in there and replace ben uh the steelers are just never going to be anything better than mediocre you know their record's five and three the bears are three and six they should be beating the bears by 10 to 15 to 20 points uh and they could have but they let the bears back into it a fourth quarter in which they scored 21 points on that steelers secondary man i smell problems in pittsburgh I don't know if it's the coach and the, the quarterback or if it's just the quarterback, but oof, I think Tomlin and Ben have to be really concerned about what's going on there. And I, they narrowly escaped this one, but fuck, man. I don't know. It, it's a mess. Do you feel the same way or am I am I kind of in the minority here? No, the Steelers are concerning. They always do this, um, you know, even our buddy Carson said it. When they get out to a lead, they just love throwing it away. They just don't have the weapons uh, because of Ben, in my opinion. He's strictly the only problem to really extend their leads and just kind of put teams in the dirt the way they should. Their offensive line gives Najee Harris no running room. I mean, the guy is a monster, and he just can't get more than like four yards in attempt because he can't go anywhere because the line is getting folded immediately. Um, and I don't think the Steelers should be giving up 27 points to the Bears either, but, I mean, when your offense is struggling, your defense is going to give up some points. I do think there's problems in Pittsburgh, and they're not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I I totally agree. I just think they have to get a new guy in, and it's going to take time. You know, it takes typically two years to get a if you're going to draft a rookie to get him uh, adjusted to the system, and then by that time you have guys that are looking to move on. So I don't know, man. Um, I don't think the situation is very good in in Pittsburgh, and I, I'm I'm a seller. I'm a Steelers seller. Uh, there's a couple of weeks there where I thought maybe I was a buyer, but I've decided to uh, move all my stock. Okay, we shall move on to week 10. Oh, boy. Um, I hope this is a better week, man. I really do. The Baltimore Ravens open up Thursday night, just two days from now, against the Miami Dolphins on Thursday night football. Ravens are a 7.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 46.5. 
I like Ravens minus seven and a half, I think. Um, I can tell that I'll probably get burned on it, but I second-guessed myself a lot last week. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try and just go with my gut and hope that the, the slate corrects itself. It won't. I'm taking Ravens minus seven and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, this is a tough one. We were talking about this before, you know, we came on here with the podcast. Um, the Ravens are good, but they haven't been great. Um, yeah. Dolphins just stink. It just smells of something going on here, though. Yeah. Um, I think I, you know what? I will take the Ravens. Okay. Mm-mm. You know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going Miles Gaskin touchdown. The Ravens defense, okay. run defense specifically, hasn't been great. And I think Miles Gaskin can get in the end zone. He's turned it around these last couple weeks um, in fantasy purposes and just in overall gameplay purposes. So, you know what? I'm just going to go with the Miles Gaskin touchdown again. Yeah, I think Gaskin is doing a lot with very little, right? He's not getting hardly anything in terms of chances. Um, but when he is getting those chances, he's converting. So I think that's a, a pretty fair shout. Uh, okay, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are currently 10.5-point favorites. I hate 10.5. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I want to take 9.5. I'm going to alt it down to that. Um, but another good shout, um, I might take it in SGP. The over is set at 47.5. I can 100% see that going over. The Jags defense looked relatively solid last week against the Bears, who are a, or the Bills, who are a much better team than the Colts. And I think that we could see some interceptions, maybe a pick six or something funny like that. And I think the over is definitely in play here. You may want to move it down a little bit, uh, you know, call an audible and change it to 42 or something like that. But I think that's something worth looking at. Monitor the movement on the line over the next couple days or tomorrow. Actually, that's all you're going to have. But yeah, think about that. I'm going to take Colts minus nine and a half alt spread. Uh, What about you? Yeah, I'm in on the Colts minus nine and a half, and they most certainly will be making a, a their way into a teaser of mine. Um, they're going to beat the, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, no doubt about that in my mind. But I mean, ten and a half is a lot of points to give up. So yeah, I'm going to take nine and a half, and they most certainly will be making their way into a teaser for me as well. Okay, um, we have the Cleveland Browns against the New England Patriots next. Browns are currently one and a half point dogs. I think that the public is going to hammer the fuck out of the Browns. That's the thing that I'm worried about. What I want to do, because I don't like the one and a half, I don't think that's enough of a buffer. I'm going to take... Oh, I don't know. I thought I was going to tease it down and maybe take Browns plus seven and a half, but I'm looking at the odds now, um, and I don't necessarily like it. That's... That's minus 300. All right, I'm going to gamble. I'm going to take Pats minus one and a half. Uh, They're hot right now. I think that as long as they have Damian Harris and he's not on concussion protocol, which he shouldn't be, uh, they win this game. Um, I'm going to take Pats minus one and a half, and I know we're probably going to disagree here. Yep, I know the public's going to be all over the Browns too, which kind of, you know, steers me away. But I'm still going with the Browns' money line. They have the better football team. I mean, the Patriots are better coached. Obviously, Bill Belichick is the man when it comes to getting the job done as a coach. But, I mean, the Browns' as underdogs against the Patriots, it's just like it feels too good to be true. So yeah. I'm going to go with the Browns' money line here at plus money. Okay, I like that. Um, wow. The next game, I mean, this is another one. The Falcons have been doing it for me in recent weeks. I really like their potential. 
I think that there's a ton of value in Falcons plus nine. Um, that's a huge spread because I don't think the Falcons are that bad. However, I think that the Cowboys come out and they, I mean, they have to win this game against the Falcons. Uh, it's another NFC team. I just think that they're a better team, the Cowboys, all over the place. Um, I like Cowboys minus five and a half at minus 175. That's going to be my alt spread. There's no way they play two shitty games in a row. Uh, so I'm going to take Cowboys minus five and a half. I hope that doesn't bite me, but that's where I stand. That's the alt spread. Yeah, I'm going to be going Cowboys minus six and a half. Uh, I think they got a touchdown lead in them. Uh, but yeah, the Falcons have been playing well, so they, you know, they could get sneaky here and play a good game. But I mean, the Cowboys do need to get right, and they need to get some momentum rolling here towards the end of the season. So I'm going to take the Cowboys minus six and a half in hopes that they come out hot. Cool. Um, yeah, and I think guys, like if you're actually looking to do some dog parlays and stuff like that, which by the way would have proved extremely fucking profitable for you last week, um, it's worth throwing a Falcons plus three forty in there because those odds are crazy. I mean. Plus 340 on the money line, I think, is kind of unfair to the Falcons. So I'm going to be making you know a couple $2 underdog parlays with, with the Falcons. They'll certainly be in there. So the Buffalo Bills take on the New York Jets up next. Bills are 13.5-point favorites. I'm... Oh, dude, I hate these games. I'm taking over 47.5. That line's crazy high, but I'm taking it. I think that... There's two high-powered offenses here. I think the Bills actually do play good offense here, and I think the Jets play good offense too. That's kind of become their identity in the past two weeks. So I'm taking over 47.5. There's no way that we get another like 6-9 to nine Bills-Jags game. I, don't, I just don't see it happening. So that's where I'm at, over 47.5 total points. Alrighty, bit me last week taking the Bills minus 13.5, helped me the week before taking a minus 13.5, and And I'm going to hope for the two for three here. Uh, Give me the Bills minus 13.5 against the Jets. Okay. Uh, If they send Josh Johnson out there, I'm just going to hope that the Bills do what the Bills are supposed to do, and that is route the Jets. But uh, So yeah, I'm going to go Bills minus 13.5. I mean, I can see the Bills putting up 40 points by themselves in this game, and I think that the Jets are going to make it kind of competitive, or at least try late on in the game when we're in garbage time. That's why I'm where I'm at, but I think, yeah, Bills 13.5 is probably fair uh, for sure. Good for a teaser as well. Uh, okay, New Orleans Saints take on the Tennessee Titans. T- Titans are only a three-point favorite. I'm hammering Titans' money line. Uh, Titans minus 156 on the money line. I love it. Titans are at home here. Saints got to travel with a backup QB. I hate that, man. I'm all over the Titans here. Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, like I said, the Titans have uh, surpassed my expectations the last couple weeks. And I think they're going to route the Saints. Uh, give me Titans money line, which means most certainly the Titans will finally falter when I bet for them and yeah. they're going to lose. But you know what? Give me the Titans money line because they should win this game and the Saints aren't nearly as good of a football team as they are. Yeah, I agree. And they have burned me, by the way, the Titans. And the two games that they've lost, they've burned me. So uh, we could see it again. Um, Saints have weird upset potential, but I'm taking the Titans for sure. Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Washington football team. They are traveling to D.C. for this game. Bucks are currently a a 9.5-point favorite. I'm all over it. I think they win by a score and a field goal. I love it. Uh, I think that we're going to see an unbelievable game from Brady here. And I think A.B. is back. 
Uh, so I'm excited for this game, and I think minus nine and a half is absolute gold. What about you? Yeah, I agree. The, the football team's defense has looked really bad all season. Taylor Heineke has finally lost his electricity uh, that he had in the early season these last couple weeks. Buccaneers, much better football team, all facets of the game. Give me the Bucks minus nine and a half, and this one shouldn't. We shouldn't be sweating this one. I hope comes. No, I agree. Okay, so we are in agreement there. All right, the Detroit Lions take on the. What do we have here? Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh boy, Steelers are a nine point favorite. Over unders at forty three. Oh. Man, I mean, do I do I take do I tease this down and take like Lions 14 and a half? That's it's kind of where I'm standing. Um Steelers give these these leads away at the end of the game every single week and I mean, like Jeremy said earlier, our buddy Carson's a big Steelers fan. He said he said this. He said it the other day. He said it was going to happen and it did. Um but you know what? I'm going to go with Steelers five and a half. I think that they win this game convincingly, actually. Um, and there's still room for a Lions cover if you guys want to go the other way. You know, uh, It's still possible that they cover 14 and a half. But there's a lot of value in those Lions covers. I'm going to go with Steelers minus five and a half and minus 185 just because I think that they have to have a great game pretty soon. Um, you know, Their fans need to see that. So I'm going to take Steelers minus five and a half alt spread. Yeah. Um, if the viewers want some free money, once uh, once Najee Harris scores the inevitable first touchdown for the Steelers, you can just you know take that Lions spread and then you know just go take a nap and you'll wake up to yep. some money. It yeah, seems that's a good play. Um, but I'm actually going to take the over at 43 in this game. Um, I'm hoping Jared Goff comes out after some poor performances and they put up some points. And 43 is a pretty low number. They've been Having low numbers the last couple weeks for the Steelers this week, it started out in the 30s and ended up low 40s, and that covered. So I'm going to take the over at 43 here. Okay, fair enough. Uh, We're moving on to the Minnesota Vikings versus the Los Angeles Chargers prime time. Ooh. Chargers minus two and a half. Um, that's, That's the line right now, and that's what I'm taking. This game's in SoFi. Uh, there's no way Kirk has a good game here. Just absolutely no way. I'm taking Chargers minus two and a half, and I think that this could be a fucking shootout. I like the over on Herbert's yards. I like a Keenan Allen touchdown. There's a lot that I like in this game. I'm going to make an SGP for sure. Um, I think it's high scoring, and I'm going to take Chargers minus two and a half just for safety, but there's a lot of potential for money on this game. Yeah, give me the Chargers minus two and a half. Uh, it was never Kirk Cousins. It will never be Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm all over the Chargers. Chargers minus two and a half. They need to keep the ball rolling here and get some momentum going. So two and a half on the Chargers. All righty. We have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Carolina Panthers up next. Cardinals are currently 10-point favorites. I'm alting it. Uh, I don't like 10. I don't know what we're going to see out of Kyler. I don't know if he's back. I'm taking cards minus 9.5, which is minus 125. I'm not getting got by a hook. Guys, just alt it down. Don't get got by the hook. Don't get a push. You don't want that. Big cards minus 9.5 if you're going to bet this game. And I think that that one um, is certainly where I stand. What do you think? 
Um, I'm taking the under on the Carolina Panthers team total. Currently, it's at 16 and a half. I'm going to wait till later in the week, and hopefully this over gets bumped up, and then it'll go to 17 flat. Um, but we cannot score points if our life depended on it. Sam Darnold might throw 17 interceptions at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the under on the Panthers team total. That may be out of spite at this point, but that's what I'm taking. Currently, it's at 16 and a half, but I am looking to get it at 17 flat. Okay, sounds good. We have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Green Bay Packers up next. This game is going to be strange. Um, wow. The Seahawks, currently three-and-a-half-point dogs. Russ is back. Packers minus three-and-a-half. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in a weird state of mind in this game uh, with all the drama and controversy surrounding him, but I think three-and-a-half is a weird-ass line. Uh, I'm going to take... Packers money line at minus 180 because I don't want to get fucked on some weird field goal shit. Uh, so I'm going to take Packers money line at minus 180, but keep your eye on this game. Make sure you see if lines change because this could be a really weird one. Um, but I'm, I'm on the money line. I am taking Packers minus three and a half and Packers money line. Aaron Rodgers has a tendency um, to, you know, come out in the face of controversy and just do his thing. I think he's going to come out um, looking to piss people off this week after the way uh, he's been talked about all week in the media. He's going to come out with a vengeance and they're going to dominate on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm taking Packers minus three and a half and money line. I'm a little concerned with Russ's finger still. I don't think he's going to have the same zip on the ball he normally has. Um, they are looking to get Chris Carson back, but you never know with that whole neck uh, herniated disc thing he's got going on, how effective he's going to be. So yeah, I'm taking Packers minus three and a half and money line. Sounds good. Uh, okay, I have that locked in for you. Next, we have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Denver Broncos. No way the Broncos win this game. I don't care. I don't care that it's in mile high. I think that the Eagles come out and run the ball really well. I'm on Eagles money line. I don't know why I have so much confidence, but they looked good enough against the Chargers, and I think the Broncos are a much worse team than the Chargers. So I'm going to take Eagles money line with, with lots of conviction here. Yeah, um, as good as the Broncos looked last week, that is not the Broncos. They are not that good of a football team. I think the Eagles do just enough to win this football game. Um, but I, I do like the money line. That is good value there. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to take plus three for safety measures after the way these last couple of weeks have been going. I mean, that's smart. I think that's smart. Um, I, I definitely, that's wise. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Kansas City Chiefs take on the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night. Football Chiefs are currently two and a half point favorites. Oh, I love the Raiders at plus 120. I absolutely adore them. I'm on Raiders money line at plus 120. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. Gosh, two teams that have been overhyped and underperforming. This is quite the matchup we got here. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go against you here, I think, and I'm going to take the Chiefs' money line. I mean, this game is just going to stink, it feels like, regardless. But um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs' money line at minus 140. So there was a Thursday night football game last year where both of these teams put up like, I think the the team total or like the points total was like 95. Um, That's what it ended at. And it was a fucking shootout. It was one of the best games I've seen last year. Um, Wait, was that, was that Chiefs Chargers or Chiefs Raiders? I think it was Chiefs Raiders. Um, I think it was when the Raiders were playing 
Because they had to play a couple games at SoFi last year, I thought. They weren't moved into... Uh... Um... Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. I'll take a look while we move on here and see if I can find something for us. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. But it was a crazy game in which the, the Raiders put up a ton of points, and I think that that's going to happen again this, this game. I just think the Chiefs' defense sucks. Um, so Jeremy and I are on opposing sides here, and like he said, I mean— these teams are both so fucking overhyped. It's insane. They're both disasters. I think it could totally go either way. And one of us is going to get burned, you know, probably badly too. Uh, but, you know, it's it's good to be opposing each other. We'll have to see. Jeremy beat me last week um, by two. And you he won his, uh, he won a spread pool too that, that we play in um, with eight picks. So that's telling you how how fucking crazy last week was. All right, so I did get the results of the Kansas City Raiders games. Uh, they played twice last year. Um, the scores were thirty-five to thirty-one and forty to thirty-two. That was it. That was the game. Yeah, so they've had some high-scoring affairs these last two uh, times out. So that over might be in play if people are looking for an over/under play there. Yeah, forty-eight. Or it's at fifty-one and a half. So they're they're taking into account that both of these defenses are suspect and that the past two meetings have been high-scoring. Uh, but even still at 51 and a half, I think maybe there's some value there. Uh, so consider that guys, think about it and, uh, maybe watch some tape from the last two meetings cause they were electric. Uh, okay. Los Angeles Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers Monday. This game's at Levi's stadium. So this one's in San Francisco. Rams are only three and a half point favorites, dude. Hammer it. Rams minus three and a half. What do you think? Yeah. No questions asked. Give me Rams minus three and a half. I'll probably also be taking them six and a half if I have yep. any luck on Sunday that points me in the right direction, you know, gets me feeling right. But yeah, the Rams minus three and a half. Niners are a bad football team. This is an in, this is a uh, division rivalry here. Uh, the Rams need this win if they want to keep in line with the Cardinals. Rams are going to come out hot. Rams minus three and a half, no doubt about it. All right. Now, what's your lock of the week? Because I know. Mine's like a mine's a two leg parlay, and I know exactly where I stand. All right, you go first then. I'm taking Rams minus three and a half and Packers money line. I know it's low odds, but it's going to be a heavy play for me. Um, it's plus one ninety. I think by the end of the day, I'm going to be in good shape. This will probably be a hundred dollar play for me, maybe a fifty. We'll see. It's pretty much it's a hundred to win one ninety. So you know. Is it low? Is it, you know, low? Is it anything fancy? No, it's not special, but I like it. I'm very confident in it. I have to get back to basics if I want to get back in the green. So that's where I'm at. Rams minus three and a half parlayed with Green Bay Packers money line. You know what? Let's just consider it a podcast lock of the week because that's, you know what? I'm riding that. I like that bet. I'm in. Okay. All right. So we have a double, we have a lock of the week, just one. We're both riding it. Getting back to basics. That's what we're going to call it, the basic lock of the week. Um, all right, that's it, guys. Uh, I have a good feeling about this week. I know I shouldn't say that. I'm knocking on wood right now. Hopefully you can hear that. Man, I need something to go right for me because it's been really tough. Um, but, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Jeremy, is there anything else you want to say before I close this out? 
Nope. Uh, yeah, like Evan said, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I know we let you down last week, but most of the weeks we've been good for you. So I think we're going to get back on the right track this week, and I think we can win some money, even if the lines don't look necessarily too favorable. I do think there's some good opportunities if you pick and choose your spots this week where you can definitely make some good money. Yeah, it's all about injecting yourself in, finding where you sit, and, and figuring it out this week. So we're going to be better this week. We're going to make that bread, and we'll catch you all next week. Make sure you check us out where you can find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, and on Twitter and Instagram at Post20Pod where we post results and I pretty much live tweet the games. Uh, there's a lot of hate if you're on uh, from from this past Sunday. So go ahead, go read some of those tweets and Instagram posts and uh, we'll see you soon, all right? Thank you guys for listening as always. We'll catch you next week. Take care and good luck.